Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. We have the beautiful Wendy. Wendy, where are you joining us from? I am located in the States, in Florida, what we consider to be the Space Coast. This is where we launch rockets from, as well as satellites, but typically we call it Cocoa Beach, so about the middle of the state of Florida. Lovely, lovely. Wendy, tell me about you. Oh my gosh. So um, I am a clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist, and I've been doing this as my full-time job for about two and a half years. I did it part-time for about six years before just kind of making that transition, realizing I couldn't kind of live between two worlds. I worked in corporate America as a, a leader of human resources. So trying to help people set them free and have, um, the best experience they can. And most of the time that level of satisfaction came from helping people make the decision to do things like leave the company and go become a writer or live some other dream that they had. And that was kind of counterintuitive to, to what my job was. So moving into kind of the private practice was easy for me. I also do a Reiki master and teacher, and I've been doing that since um, probably the early part of 2015, 2016. And that's something that really kind of opened the doorway for me, kind of led me to a more mindfulness centered um, lifestyle and practice. And then the desire to share that with other people kind of grew organically from that experience. I love that. I love, I love that. That's, those are such powerful things. When you do the career change, was, is that via hypnotherapy? Yes, actually it was. So I am also a CrossFit coach and a personal trainer. And so I kept having these struggles with clients that I couldn't get them to make the long-term changes, to get the success that they wanted to lose weight or stop smoking. And I had a professor at the university say to me, well, it's because you're not changing their mind, right? You're only touching the tip of the iceberg. You want to make profound changes. You have to get to the sub conscious. And I was like, oh, I already do that. And so I kind of just made that leap um, into the, the clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapy as a way to really meet people where they are and make those long-term lifelong changes. And once I started doing that, then it was just like, that was like opening the door and letting all of the cats out. It became so much easier from that point forward to help people make those really big changes in their lives, not just like eating and smoking, but, you know, living a happy and fulfilled life. Right. I love it. I love it. For the people that has never had a hypnotherapy session, what could they expect? Or is it what is it like lying down on a couch? Or is it like what they see on TV? Because some of us don't know, we we are only shown whatever's shown on TV. That's what we kind of expect. Yeah, it's nothing like what you see on TV. (laughs) And I love when people come in and they think that it's going to be that kind of, um, you know, that really over-exaggerated experience. And you have to do that on television to kind of give people the idea, the sense of the experience that you have. But hypnosis and hypnotherapy, it really is more like kind of just this really relaxed, chill state of being. And actually, we as adults move in and out of hypnotic states multiple times throughout the day, and we don't even realize it. For example, the most common times are when you're just about to wake up. Okay. So maybe you're, yeah, you're just like right before the alarm, you know, you're kind of awake. You haven't opened your eyes yet. You feel really comfortable. That is a, a hypnotic state. That's the brainwave that we're looking for. Likewise, just before you go to sleep at night, you're laying in bed, um, the lights are off. You're very comfortable. Maybe you can like hear the sound of a fan or the refrigerator, but you're just like not asleep, but you're not really wanting to open your eyes either. It's that state. In the US, we drive a lot. I know in Europe, the people don't drive a lot independently, but for us here in the US, that's probably the most common form and most common type of hypnosis is when you're driving down the road, it's second nature. You don't even think about it. You're just doing it. Your brain checks out, you go on autopilot. That is also what we would consider a hypnotic state because the brainwave pattern is slowed down. We're looking at like an alpha or a theta brainwave state. So we have beta, which is our busy mind that we you know, engage in everyday life, then the next like slower rhythm would be alpha. 
the next slower rhythm from that would be theta. And then when you're in theta, you're starting to go to sleep at night. That's where that is. And then delta, and then the gamma brainwave state, which is the God brainwave, which is really, really slow and profound. But we're looking from a hypnosis standpoint to be an alpha or theta, to make those changes, to access the creative subconscious mind. How easy is it to assess? Like say, for example, is it very easy or could, could you just assess it like that? Or would it take several, several sessions or? No. Yeah, usually. Um, so a trained uh, hypnotherapist can get somebody from a conscious waking state to a hypnotic state pretty quickly. Um, oh. There's not this like big dramatic, you know, with the watch or whatever, watch the spinning thing. It really is just as simple as having somebody close their eyes down, kind of look up into that space in the center of their forehead, okay. maybe put the tip of the tongue behind the teeth, take a deep, slow breath in and exhale out. And right there, once you do that, you've already started to change that brainwave pattern. So we're going from that beta into that alpha. And once we hit that alpha, that's when we can start talking to the subconscious. The idea behind hypnotherapy is that we have to then control and keep you in that space because your busy mind is going to think thoughts because that's what your mind does. It's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to think thoughts. And so you're doing this like beautiful breathing and you're feeling really floaty, but then you think this is a bunch of nonsense. Well, you're going to have that thought. So the hypnotherapist puts that thought or other random thoughts. Like, did I turn off the curling iron and did I close yeah, yeah. the door? And like, I wonder like, where is this or where is that, that thinking? So we just manage that that conscious awareness so we can access the subconscious. We just basically bore it to death, put it over in the corner, and then we do the work that we need to do, which could be changing a habit or maybe having a past life experience or developing that connection with intuition or whatever it is that we're doing. I love the way you've been able to use this and is as well, like from your spiritual side as well, say for example, with past lives, would we use hypnotherapy to be able to go back or how does it work? Yes. So hypnosis or hypnotherapy is probably the fastest way to get somebody into a past life regression. You can do it with like meditation, but it's just so wide. Um, it doesn't give you like the response, the, the direction that doing it with a hypnotherapist can, can get you. But to really slow the brainwave patterns down, to really go into a deep, deep, deep state of hypnosis, then to be able to pull back into those past lifetimes or into the life between lives, like the pre-planning state before okay. you incarnate, right? So that, that also happens. And sometimes it's really valuable to go there, but it's it just makes it really easy. And with a hypnotherapist, like I can guide you, I can ask the question, I can deepen your state of trance or I can pull you up out of trance so you can give me a verbal response. Sometimes I record the sessions, not always, but that way people can have, you know, an audible response when I say, you know, are you older or younger than 20, right? They hear themselves say, oh, I'm older than 20. But to be able to kind of guide or direct, it's like holding a flashlight in a movie theater, right? So I'm showing people where yeah. their seats are. So that's what makes it a little bit better and a little more effective than just like a general meditation. But yeah, it's super easy to do. The sessions typically though last about two and a half to three hours okay. long because it's not something I can just go boom and there you are and we go through the whole experience. And sometimes when we do past life regressions, we have to look at more than one lifetime. Wow. So, so sometimes we go like into one because your present experience is uncomfortable with the unknown, right? So okay. you're curious, you want to kind of know, but you're like, what if I was a really terrible person in another lifetime? And you know, now I've got to face that. And so you'll hold back a little bit. So sometimes the, the super conscious will take you They'll like leapfrog you back, right? So this lifetime, and then it'll go over here to a different one and then back and kind of take you around the bend a little bit to get to the point that you feel comfortable enough to get the answers to the questions that you have. Does that make sense? It does. It does. For a person that has never had a past life regression, what would it feel like for an individual? Would it just feel like a slow meditation or would they vividly see like things pop up or? That is a great question. And so the best answer I can give you is that it's different for every single okay. person every single time. So I have clients who I've done multiple regressions with, and some of them, the first time it'll be very visual. They'll see almost like little clips from videos, right? Of scenes of their lives. And they're watching it like um, they're watching it on an iPad. Wow. Sometimes they will be in the body, in the space, and they'll see it through their eyes in that moment. Other times they will experience it like they're recalling 
watching a movie or reading a book, right? Okay. So it's kind of, it's different for every person every single time. Wow, that is amazing. Is it possible to make promises in a past life? And then, and then, so, so I've never had a past life regression, but someone said to me, you've met this individual in this life here because you made a promise to each other in a past life. And yeah. I was just like, I was just like a bit scared. I was just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So it can be like a promise or sometimes they call it like a contract or an agreement. There isn't um, a philosophy or, or a belief that um, there are spiritual or soul families, right? And so there's like all of these spiritual beings that all connect and they operate together separately, but together to help each person or each part end up having a complete and full human experience. So then they can um, move off to the next plane of existence. And so there's also, and this is kind of what I subscribe to the belief that you meet people between the lives. So it's like, Oh, I had a past life. I'm in my pre-life planning. I'm getting ready to come back and incarnate. But then as I go over my checklist, I realize oh, there's an experience that I need to have. And so then you meet somebody who's coming back in and they're like, oh, I can help you out with that. And you're like, awesome, thanks. I'll see you in this lifetime. And then you pop in and then there's this person who's really irritating or that you just don't like, or conversely, somebody you just feel super connected to, like you've known them forever. And it could be because you made this agreement. I'm going to help you, you help me, and we can check the box and kind of move on. That makes sense. It, it kind of does make sense. And then, say for example, so you do that, and then in this lifetime, you try to support the individual. How do you know you've kind of tried to do as much as you can? Say for example, if it's a relationship, like a love relationship, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then you've ended, and then you've each taken your way. Would that be ended there? So it's very possible. So we, as human beings, have this beautiful thing called free will. Ideally, we set up like what we want our experiences to be before we come into this existence. And in that space, in that ethereal plane, right? It, the idea is that everything is perfect and great. And we can see the whole landscape of how our lives are going to be if everything were ideal and perfect. But then when we incarnate, we forget how difficult it is here and that we also have free will. And so there is a possibility that you can have a relationship, say a love relationship, and you come together and things are great and then they're not. And then you go on your separate way. You maybe didn't resolve or have that um, experience that your souls both wanted. So that's okay because when we go back, you guys will connect again. And maybe next time you'll show up as a parent and a child or a brother and a sister, and you'll solve that or resolve that experience that you needed to have in this lifetime that didn't, didn't get completely done in that next lifetime. So, and if it's not completed in this lifetime, it will be done in a different lifetime. It's possible. Or you could, you could come together. And once you guys transition, you can come together and go, okay, that's not, yeah, I don't actually want to have that experience at all. That I don't know what I was thinking. This is not good for me. And then you come up with a different plan. If you um, are part of the whole same soul or same spirit yeah. family, then you would show up differently for, you know, for different um, experience or different human experiences that you would want to have. But just because it doesn't get resolved in this lifetime doesn't mean, A, you're going to drag it back next time and it's going to be the exact same experience. But it also means that there's a possibility that can, you've done enough work from with your that side. Soul. Yeah, from your yeah, side yeah. that you can move past. I've given enough. I'm tired. Exactly. I did what I could do with you. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving on. So yeah, that's definitely wow. a possibility. How powerful. Wow, this is some very, very deep stuff. Say for the individual that has come into this, this lifetime but doesn't know their gift, they're so lost. They're like, but there's something more and I don't understand where I'm going. I feel lost. I feel like in my career, I'm not satisfied. This isn't what I'm meant to be doing. Could the past life help them understand? Absolutely. It's really funny. I had a client just like that uh, yesterday who is just like, I don't, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something more. I feel like, um, this is not my life. And when we, um, when I put her in the chair and we started the process, it was my intention to do a past life regression and kind of move into that pre-life planning to figure out what it was she was supposed to be doing okay. here on earth during this lifetime. And so I, we got in the chair and I started the process going back. And then I thought, you know, no, I'm just going to take her to the Akashic records because that's where everything is written. So we can see what's 
in the past and we can see what's in the future. And it gives her in the Akashic field, you have the ability to kind of write your next chapter, right? You start that story to change your existence or change your story here. Maybe it's, you know, closing a chapter and starting a new chapter, you know, ending a cycle, beginning a cycle. And so I brought her into the Akashic field, although she didn't ask to be there, but that's where I brought her. And so in that experience, she was able to kind of be able to put together past life experiences, plus things that she had done in this life, like all of these moments where she's like, oh, I want to be um, an artist. And then she was like, no, I don't want to be an artist. Oh, I feel really called to be you know, uh, a zoologist, I'm going to school. And so then she's like, no, I don't want to be a zoologist. And she's like, oh, I want to be a chef. No, I don't want to be a chef. So she had all these like starts and stops and she considered them failures. And when we went into the Akashic record, we were able to see several lifetimes in the past, like five or six back, she had made the decision in a previous lifetime to terminate her human existence prior to the pre-agreed um, plan, right? So she she ended her life. And by ending her life, she also abrupted some of the contracts that she had made with other people. And so in that moment, she felt like a failure. And so when she came back and in this lifetime, she had all of these spits and starts where she kept feeling like she was a failure because it really wasn't her calling. It really wasn't her path. It was tying back to that previous life. But because we were in the Akashic, we were able to kind of lay all of this out and see it all in one timeline, see it all like from 50,000 feet, kind of looking at the landscape. Mm -hmm. And so that wouldn't be something we could have done in a past life regression to be able to get that that pull back. And so then she was just like, oh, I totally get it. I'm not a failure. There is no failure. It's just an experience. And I yeah. was like, yeah, that's right. So when she left, she had a completely different perspective on what her next steps looked like and what yeah. she was going to do and how to approach it. So I'm not sure that I answered the question. I feel like I went all around. No, no, no. But but to be honest, that's so powerful. Say for yeah. an individual that that's new to everything, that's new to past life, that's new mm-hmm. to Akashic. How could we say the difference between a past life regression is and an Akashic record? Oh, so there. So for me, I believe that as an individual sitting at home, it's very easy to kind of locate that vibration and enter into the vibration that is the Akashic field and then into the Akashic record or to the Akashic library. And you don't necessarily have to have somebody who's guiding you through that process. Uh, There are so many books, probably hundreds of books written on how to access the Akashic. And every author has their own way. They're like, oh, you must do this and then do this and then do this. And the reality is that all, whether we're talking about psychic experience, yeah, yeah. mediumship, or the Akashic field, the best or the simplest way for me to describe it is it's like um, an old fashioned radio, you know, you have like the, the numbers and the lines and the little yeah, tiny yeah. lines in between. Yeah, yeah. Everything that exists in our universe is a frequency or a vibration. And so you have your own radio with your own dials and your own stations. Wow. And so perhaps you're one of those people who's like, nope, I only like Um, hard rock. And so your radio station only notices or only picks up the hard rock. It doesn't mean that you don't have access to every other music or every other station. That's just the one that you kind of go to. So if one day you say, you know what, I feel like there's something else out there. All you have to do is just change that radio station. So you normally go to that rock. So we're just going to move a little bit to the right of that rock station. And we're going to find like um, an NPR station or yeah, like a, yeah. write something completely different. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing is true with accessing the Akashic, building your psychic abilities or your mediumship skills or mediumship abilities. It's about tuning into a frequency that maybe you don't normally tune into. Um, and we can get there as individuals through meditation. Um, it's it's not going to be like super fast. You can't just push a button and make it happen. I right? fall so asleep. To- I fall asleep yeah. during meditations. Do you, do you meditate sitting up or do you meditate laying down? I think laying down. Yeah. So that's probably why you're probably just a little too comfortable and sleep that Delta brainwave state and the theta brain, those are hypnotic states. So it makes sense that you would do that. I would just suggest maybe trying shorter duration. Okay. So if you like, nope, I put in a 30 minute meditation and I fell asleep and I don't know. And I woke up and it was over then I would say do shorter, start with like a 10 minute meditation. If you're doing guided 15 minute and then kind of build up, but understand that even if you think you fall asleep, you're still present. Your subconscious 
conscious mind is still yeah, there. Yeah. It's still getting the benefit of the suggestions that are being made during the meditation. But I would it like to feel it, you know, I want to feel yeah. it. I feel like I'm present, but yeah, but I, I wake up so peaceful. I wake up so yeah. relieved. I wake up so amazing. Exactly. And that's the, that's the whole point behind the meditation. But I would just say, try a shorter duration or try sitting on the floor on a pillow, like a Zafu, which is a round cushion, mm -hmm. um, or sitting comfortably on a stack of pillows and just sit upright and then do shorter durations, shorter, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and then build up to those longer meditations. When you get really experienced in it, so when you can kind of move into that med the meditative yeah. state, changing your brainwaves, it's very easy to move into that Akashic field or into that Akashic record um, pretty easily and pretty quickly. And you can create, I call them express lanes. How do you know um, you're there? How do you know you've um, reached there? So the, probably the universal... Every book that I've ever read and every person that I've spoken to that has the, the Akashic experience, we all have the same thing. It's like a vibrational shift. Sometimes it almost feels like the world like moves just a little bit, even though you're completely still. It's just like this little... As in, as in like just around you, you yeah. feel it? Yeah, just like a little sway, okay. a little movement, just a little shift. And if you don't feel the shift, then you know you're not there yet. So then you breathe a couple more times and then you wait for it and you'll feel it's just this little, it's just a little shift. You just feel a change in the space around you physically feels like the world moves just a little bit or your chair moves a little bit. Have you ever had um, the experience of like an earthquake where there's like a little bit of a rumbly, right? It's kind of like that where you're just, you're, you're literally just swaying and then you yeah. just think what's going on and everyone's just holding on to things. Yeah. And so not quite dramatically, you're going to fall. But that's that momentary where you realize, oh, yeah. something is just a little bit different. Wow. So you know, when you're in that space and everyone has just like in the past life regression, everyone has their own way of experiencing it. Right. So some people see this big library like the, um, the Irish library. I don't remember the name of it, but like the big arches and all yeah, the yeah. books. Some people just have like an experience or get the sense or impression of um, like filing cabinets, big filing cabinets. Wow. Um, I have one client who their experience of the Akashic is like a computer directory, like a file directory on the computer. And that's how they see it. So I think it's, it's everybody is like what resonates with you. That's how it's going to show up for you. Wow. That is amazing. And then say within this field, or could we connect with loved ones? So yes. So when we think about that vibration, right? So that, that radio dial at the higher end of the radio dial, the higher frequencies, things like the Akashic library, the, the quantum field, yeah. the astral plane, those are all up at the higher registers and you absolutely can make those connections. I don't know that necessarily being in the Akashic records, you could connect with the soul or the essence of that okay. person, but you could totally connect with their vibrational team. So I, I've never been able to identify like one person myself. That doesn't mean, I guess you can't do it. That's not typically my experience. Yeah. It's like a team. Yeah, it's yeah. a collection is what I get a collection of energy that represents that, that person that I'm trying to connect with, but right there, wow. just a little bit to the left of that, or a little bit to the right of that is that vibrational plane or that energetic plane where non-incarnated humans exist. And so if you're there, you just make a little pivot or a little turn to the side. And next thing you know, you're on that level or in that field where um, they can connect with you or they can bring you signs and symbols, ways of knowing or being or connecting with them that perhaps you don't necessarily see in your day-to-day -day life. Not that it's not there, but you don't necessarily see it. Wow. So Have like I was to say, the best way to explain that is like, do you remember the 3D photos? Like where you yes. look at a picture, it was all blurry. And yeah, then you would like look at it and then all of a sudden you would see something. That's what it's like. So our loved ones who've crossed over, our pets, anybody that was here that's not here now, they're like that picture. Like they're here with us all the time, but we just, we don't see them. We don't recognize them because it's like that 3D photo. You have to change your focus or change your perspective in order to have that experience. So... That is amazing. That's yeah. beautiful. How long have you been able, how long have you been 
within this field that you're able to connect that you can just like you say with the radio tune in so I think when I was really little probably was my first experience um and it was more that I could see or appreciate like the color around people um and it wasn't until I was in elementary school that I think the aura yeah it was the aura but it was just to me it was just the color around the people um But then when I got to school and then I realized that that was not um, an experience that everybody had, um, I stopped talking about it and I kind of let it let it go to the side. I would still see or experience the aura of people. However, it was always more compartmentalized. It was only every now and then, not necessarily like the broad span of of people that I did when I was younger. And then um, probably 20, 22, I guess, is when I really made that turn again. I had this crazy out of body experience. um, And that's where I just said, okay, well, this is the path that I'm on and I'm just going to embrace it. And so from that moment is when I began to really kind of just letting the guard down um, and figuring out like, how do I talk to people who have crossed over? Like it's an, I don't believe that it's a gift that only some people have. I think everybody has the ability. It's like that radio dial. Either you tune into it or you don't, right? It's a radio station that you've never played, right? It's that same kind of experience. And so if you're interested, you just have to figure out how to do it on your own personal radio. And so I just started really kind of leaning into it at that point, And I've done it ever since. That is amazing. Did you find yourself mentors as well to help you, guide you? So a few over the years. Here in, in Florida, it's kind of the South. We call it the Bible Belt. It's part of the Bible Belt. And it would be really challenging to have kind of open conversations with people about this type of experience okay. um, up until maybe the past 10 years, where it's become more commonplace. Okay. So I think that the mentors that I had were... Um, were kind of closeted. So they would give me little bits of guidance and information, um, but never sitting down to say, oh, here, this is what this means, or here, this is how you do this. Um, I always found it after the fact um, that, oh, this is what this means. Oh, this is how this happens through usually books, that kind of thing. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. It's amazing that you're brave enough to tap into that because not, not everyone, everyone has will see things or hear things but they're just very scared of the unknown or or worried about would I be able to handle it would I not so that's a very beautiful thing yeah because people actually take pictures of their auras so for you to be able to see it that's absolutely amazing yeah um so I have I probably have five or six cameras because I've tried so hard to capture with cameras like what I experience what I see when I have a client um And I'm working with them, whether it's, you know, just like to quit smoking or something, you know, a little more profound, like trying to connect with a loved one. Like I, there's this like visual light show that happens that I, I want so desperately to capture so I can show other people. This is what I see when you're you know, in this state, or this is what happens, but I've not been able to get like the right camera equipment oh um, to, to capture it yet, but I will, I'm going you to You will, girl, you will. And I can't wait. I can't wait until you get it. Wow. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. Wow. With regards to connecting with other beings, mm-hmm. what was your experience like? So I, um, I've only had two experiences with uh, connecting to other worldly beings one of them is like I said when I was 22 I think and I had kind of this out-of-body experience and it was probably one of the most um, profound experiences I've ever had and it was like a bardo or a council Um, and what I believed them to be were like angels of some sort um, higher vibrational beings that's how I refer to them as higher vibrational beings and they were just these beautiful golden kind of non-specific, but almost human looking beings. And they were able to communicate. And it was just this like overwhelming, almost like a flood of like love and compassion. And that was the first time. And then probably about four years ago or five years ago, I had another very real experience like that with who I believe to be um, Marielle, who is a a type of type of angel, yeah, um, like a cherub almost, and that was a very that was probably the most real like 
oh my gosh, am I dreaming this? Is this, am I awake? Is this asleep? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but also again, that kind of overwhelming sense of like love and compassion. Other than that, I, my experience of these higher vibrational beings is one of just like a general knowing, like to me, they show up. Did you know, like, did you know it was Marielle? Like, did you know straight away? I did because I asked her um, who she was. Like Um, I I asked, what was your, and like, I asked her, what, what, you know, what do I call you? And she said, I am Marielle. And I was like, okay, I had no idea who Marielle is. So I, I made a little note of it and I went to look it up later. Um, But that's, you know, that's the, the that those rare incarnations most of the time they just show up as a pinpoint of um beautiful light not like um like sparklies but just like this really bright bright almost like stars in the sky of light and then i'm i feel and i see or experience like a connection to that pinpoint of light almost like an electrical current and through that that connection of that that pinpoint of light connection i get the information i just know it um where I get the the image in my mind. So I see something or I hear something, I hear songs. Would it come with words. messages, like a special message? Yes. Yeah. Most of the time for me, that's what it is. And I do like, I write and I do scripting. Yeah. Um, and I usually do that from that perspective. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is so powerful. Wow. That, what a beautiful, amazing experience because not everyone can do that. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's um, something that everybody can experience though. It's not just you know, for the privileged few, it's something that's accessible. You just have to have the intention to have the experience, if that makes sense. Do you think surrendering will play a part in that? Like just letting go, you know, because we're so Mm -hmm. always in control. Like we need to be in control. We need to do this so that sometimes it's, it's hard to kind of like surrender and say, you know what, this is my intention and I want to go through with this. Yes. So surrendering, surrendering is, is for me, probably one of the most important parts of the whole aspect. You do have to be able to surrender your ego self and surrender your story, right? So we all have stories that we drag with us and that we create. Um, And you have to be able to kind of just put that for me, I mentally, I put it in a box and I slam the lid down. And I look a lot like Tinkerbell when I do that. I'm just slamming it down as hard as I can, because those elements or those aspects of us will hold us back, will undermine our success and keep us from being our authentic selves. And our authentic selves has the desire, the need and the capability to have that connection. So you have to surrender. You have to let it go and understand that it's not going anywhere. Your ego is going to be right here intact, waiting to just jump back on you and um, kind of try to eat away at everything that you yeah. just happened, everything you experienced. But that's that's part of our process. It's part of the ebb and flow. But yeah, you definitely have to surrender and you have to put forth the intention. It's my intention to have this experience. It's my intention to connect with my authentic self or my higher vibrational yeah, yeah. self yeah. Um, or my loved one. You have to set the intention as well. So it's a two-part thing. I love it. When did you, do you think Reiki has played a big part in it? Oh, for me, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that after talking to a couple of people, like we've all had very similar experience because it's all, it's all energy, right? And so Reiki is nothing more than kind of being able to harness and direct and, you know, kind of usher the flow of energy in the universe that's around us and in our individual bodies. And so when you open up those gates and you start becoming aware or cognizant of the energetic flow, using the tools and the skills and the discipline that comes from Reiki, that's, I think, what makes it a lot easier, but it's very common there's a Reiki master's group here and there's probably 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. of us that all have very similar experiences. The Reiki is what kind of like kicked open the barn door wow and, and then it was just everything that happened after that that is so, absolutely yeah, amazing I, I love that you said that because I've done the Reiki course but um I haven't done it like I haven't done it by myself I did it in the training yeah. and I've experienced it but when it came to now you're on your own you have the manual sit down and do it I haven't done it <laughs> So, so I need to implement, I need to start. Um, so I love that you said that because once you put in the discipline, once you put in the hard work, it is it, it slowly, it's a skill that will slowly come and whether yeah. it be whatever that may be or however it may present 
present itself I love it Wendy yeah. what uh say for example if someone wants to know more about Akashic Records or they kind of want to touch in or they don't know where to start what is your favorite book what book would you recommend my goodness let me look on my iPad and I'll give you my titles of my favorite books because I have I probably have an addiction I buy more books Kindle books paper books and um, audible audible books than any one person probably ever should I probably would say um there's a book called The uh, Radical Approach to the Akashic Records. Okay. But I don't remember who wrote it. So let me look and see if I can find it. It's really, it's a fast, easy read. I want to say her name is, oh, there it is. Melissa Feck, F-E-I-C-K. Okay. A Radical Approach to Akashic Records. And that book for me was really, it was helpful because when she kind of breaks down, it's kind of repetitive. So if you're new to it, you need that reinforcement. But she breaks down accessing the Akashic Record through meditation. And I think memory serves me. She gives you, I'm almost positive it's that book. She gives you a couple of like meditations so you can record yourself, you know, and then put your headsets on, you can hear your voice, you can go through the process of that meditative experience yeah. and have access to the Akashic field. And she does, it's like a building system. So wow. one meditation and then another, and then another. And then I think at the very end of the book, she puts all of these meditations together to give you that whole experience. But she talks about things like, you know, um, the different frequencies. Yeah. She talks a lot about how from a science perspective because I am that you know kind of doubting person I don't believe and I have to have reinforcement she talks about the science behind the quantum field she talks about the science behind human beings being nothing more than a collection of energy right we look like solid things but we're more invisible than we are visible we are nothing more than light and very very small amount of matter and so she talks about that in the book I love that one and then um, Linda Howe has a couple of books if you're somebody who really likes processes yeah and needs to have like a systematic process approach to it Linda Howe has a couple of really good books on the Akashic record and I was trying to find those Linda Howe I think she's got three or four books one of them is called like waking up in 5d wow that's also a very good that's powerful that is amazing she um, is a good teacher as well Amazing. Wendy, what inspires you? Oh my gosh. I'm inspired by pretty much everything. Truthfully, I think the the thing that inspires me the most is knowing that there's somebody out there that may benefit huge amounts or may find like some element um, of hope, some ray of hope in, in just having that connection with me. And so every day that I get up and and I go out into the world, I always try and make a point of smiling at least 10 people. You you never know when somebody needs, like, that's going to be the thing that, um, that changes their whole day for them. Exactly. So I'm going to say that's probably it, knowing that there are people out there that I can help. And then, and when I do help somebody have you know, even like at the grocery store, being able to make that connection yeah, yeah. and have somebody tell me like, you know, this was so profound for me. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, yeah, if yeah. I do a quick tarot reading on the street, which I do that too, you know, and somebody will be like, this is exactly the message I needed to hear today. Or to really? How, how, how would that work? Yeah. Like, would you just do it on the streets randomly or would you just get like a download? Uh, uh, the tarot cards? Or you mean just giving messages to people? Because I do, I carry cards with me. Um, I love tarot. It's It's like fun. It's like building blocks. I don't know. And so sometimes people that they just look like they need a little bit of a boost. And I'll just ask them, would you like me to do a reading for you? Um, And if people aren't interested, they say no. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, And just happy to move on my way. But most of the time, they say yes. Almost all the time, people will say yes. Yeah. Um, And then like, you know, when you connect with somebody, at the, you know, at the store, at the gas station um, or on the street. Yeah, yeah. Like how, think about the last time you made eye contact with a complete stranger. Like, and, and Not what in was London. that like? In, in London, London is a very friendly city. Like people kind of yeah. get offended. <laughs> if you don't. So in the States, it's not quite so much like that. But so, like, so making I, I went to Tampa. People. I thought everyone was so friendly. I was just like, <laughs> wow, people are so friendly here. Yeah. Oh, I, so Tampa, St. Pete is the most amazing city. I love, that's like my place to go vacation. 
but but to make the eye contact right and to really see somebody to really like experience who they are in that moment and if you trust your intuition and you trust what's coming because I think that you know our divine whoever our divine is or if if you're not religious right it's just that that impulse um, if you follow that impulse you're not going to be misled and so when you look at somebody and you get that pull that pull is some influence saying that person needs something from yeah. somebody and if not you then who right Ooh. and so that's when you that's powerful Wendy say, that's powerful yeah. what you just said wow I love it I love it it's true no 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 and, and it just goes to show that sometimes when sometimes things will happen in many different weird ways either mm-hmm. they miss the train they miss the bus like mm-hmm. something gets lost so that then they either ask for help or then there's an interaction some way or another mm-hmm. exactly yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Uh, when Wendy, if you had to start knowing where you are now, knowing that you have a very successful career, knowing that you've touched and you've tuned into your spiritual gifts, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh my gosh! Like knowing where you was in the corporate <laughs> world when you was working in the corporate yeah. world, you know? Exactly. The advice I would give to my younger self is: don't be so serious. Like. They're really like, like this is all, this is all just, it's not meant to be hard. Yeah. It's not meant to be hard. And whoever told us that or whoever gave us that yeah. did us a disservice, right? Life is supposed to be about love, being loved, giving yeah. love, spreading love, you know, and, and not, not just for the people that, you know, you feel like, oh, this person deserves it or needs it, but it's generally for anybody and everybody across the spectrum. And in the same for like our animals, dogs and cats and birds. And, and just because we don't communicate or have that experience of them as we do, doesn't mean they're any less deserving or needing of that compassion and that love. So that's probably my advice to myself. I love that. I love that. Wendy, what is your favorite movie? (laughs) I have a lot of favorite movies. Really? Yeah, probably it's going to be a tie between, um, Donnie Darko, which is okay. um, one of probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And every time I watch it, I see something different. Yeah, yeah. And then either The Shape of Water or Isle of Dogs. That would be like my second when there's like a tie. Lovely. I love it. Wendy, would you change anything? Like knowing where you are now, knowing from the process, from the learning, would you have changed anything? If No, I, no. I don't think so. And it's really funny that you asked that question because I, I feel like that this is my best life. And I feel like everything that I've done, every experience that I've had, some of them have been really hard and challenging. Some of them have been super heartbreaking, but it's my best life. I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would change a thing. And I think that if somebody said, you can come back and you can live this life over and over again, um, I probably would be, I would be up for that. I would say, okay, that's awesome. I would definitely do that. Really? Yeah, I would. I, I have like the most amazing, I have the most amazing experience. So yeah, I would. Oh my God, you go girl, Wendy. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I don't know because I am. I'll think about that one. <laughs> yeah, but that should be, that should be, yeah, that should be something that we all think about. Like yeah, yeah. if, if somebody came to you and said, this is the only life that you can live, you know, how would you make it different so you could look back and say, oh, this is something I definitely want to live again and again and again and again, right? It's being satisfied and understanding that, you know, everything that we experience, we create. Everything yes. that we encounter in our life, we bring it to us, whether it was a contract before we got here yeah, or yeah. whether it's something we thought two weeks ago. Um, the reality is it's unfolding for us for our benefit. Yeah. And if you can kind of step into that, it makes things a little bit easier to kind of go, okay. It's like, I don't understand why I'm standing in line or why my car won't start, but I'm sure there's a good reason for it. hundred percent. I love it. Wendy, how can we connect with you? How can we be your best friend? Oh, well, so I do have um, a website. It's www.wendyphillips.com. I am on Facebook. So Wendy Phillips Hypnotherapy. I do have Instagram. It's also Wendy Phillips Hypnotherapy. And you can email me at hello at wendyphillips.com and I do see clients all over the globe I actually have five clients that are in the UK 
Um, and most of them are, three of them are um, athletes. So either amateur or going professional. Wow. Athletes. And then I do have a couple of people that are working through some things in their life. Um, because as long as we have the, the ability to see one yeah, another, yeah, yeah. Um, hypnosis and hypnotherapy can be guided through that process. Wow. Say though, I would not feel a hundred percent comfortable yeah. um, doing a past life regression through on, through through, yeah, through 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 the media. I would have to try that first with somebody local to make sure that I feel comfortable with that because there's so much stuff that happens um, from a, from like the person's body. So we need be need to be able to see their whole body in okay. the video screen. I think before I would say, yeah, I could do that. You um, should try because, it. Try definitely try it. I'm going to. I actually am going to. I didn't because think about you're, it because, because you're a very gentle soul. So for the for the individual that has never done it, they're like, I don't know if I want to do it with anyone but Wendy. Yeah. No, I definitely I will try it to see if I can make it work yeah. and to see how comfortable. I just want people to have because it's such a profound experience. I would want somebody to have the very best experience they could have in that moment, right? And so I think that but I'll definitely try it and we'll see if we, we can make it work. I love it. I love it. With regards to services, what services do we have? Oh, wow. So um, I do clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapy. So clinical yeah. means things like um, pain management. Um, from, from, from anything like pain yeah. management. Yeah. From like um, chronic pain, um, injuries. I've helped people like prepare for surgeries. So they have faster recoveries. They use less okay. medication, uh, things like um, anxiousness. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had a couple of clients with like eczema or skin conditions, IBS. I'm using hypnosis to, or hypnotherapy to, yeah. to let go of some of those, um, those diseases. I also work with clients for smoking and tobacco products, vaping, alcohol yeah, yeah. addiction. Those are all type of things that we do from a clinical perspective. I have lots of clients that I work with that are athletes um, to help them improve their athletic performance to be people taking the bar exam. So I've got wow. four or five clients that just recently that I've worked with um, taking the bar exam and they want to pass the bar and two of them, they've gotten their results and they pass the others. I'm not sure about yet, but from a transpersonal perspective, that's probably the lion's share of my clients. And that is about connecting to their source, connecting to angels, archangels, guardian angels, spirit guides, otherworldly beings, yeah. um, developing that intuition, developing their psychic abilities, their mediumship abilities, yeah. um, past life regressions, life between life and pre-life planning. And then of course, entering into the Akashic records, being able to write, you know, an affirmation to themselves on, on their book you know, that they can then take forward and, and start a new chapter. Um, that's like the, the majority of the people that I work with are, are those people that are inclined in that direction. That so, is absolutely that's amazing. That's such powerful yeah. stuff. Would you write a book? So I have thought about that and I've started, but I'm looking at my iPad because I've got like 2,500 pages of like ramblings. That's amazing. That's, that's a good word count. Yeah, maybe I might do it. Um, I'm not pulled to that in this moment, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like, I keep notes. Um, I used to have this old school book somewhere um, where I would write like the client, the date and their initials, and then yeah. whatever um, happened during that session, because with everyone I work with, I always reach out before they come into the office. Um, I reach out to my team. My, I call them my angelic or my spirit yeah, yeah, posse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I connect to theirs because we're all energy. We're all connected. Yeah. And then I connect to them and I find out from them or from their team yeah. what they need yeah. and yeah. like any visions or guidance or direction or words. And then I would write it all down. And so I have those books too. And every now and then I really like flip through them and I'm like, wow, this was spot on. This was like on the money. This is exactly what this person needed. And um, sometimes I share with the clients, like what I get, but not with every client. Some people are open to it. And I always ask that, you know, can I share this? Is this something the client should hear? And sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is yes. Why, why could it be no? They're not ready to hear it. So it's like, yeah. So they are not ready to hear it or it deprives them of their, their learning experience. process of the experience right. of their journey. Yeah. So it's like mm -hmm. taking up, like if you drive from like where I am in, in central Florida, if I drive from here to New York, there's lots of stuff I can see, yeah. but if I fly, it's much faster, but there's all kinds of things I don't see. Yeah, and so yeah, sometimes yeah. you need to see the things along the trip 
And so wow. if I were to give them that information, it would be taking them out of that experience. So that's why, and I always listen. I never like go against what the guidance I'm being given. I don't ever, I don't, I trust that they know what they're doing. And some just yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, so I do have that too, that collection of um, stories. And I'm like, I feel like I should do something with that, but I'm not sure what yet. Oh, but it's a good thing that you're keeping it there, right? So the day that you know is there, is ready, you have it, you have your word count as well on your iPad. So the day that we're going forward, yes, I'm ready. I'm halfway yeah. there. I'm pre-quarters day. Boom, we go. Good Wendy, thank yeah. you so much for being you. Thank just by your energy. You have such good energy. You bring oh, so much. I I feel so peaceful around you. It's so good. good. You have since the pandemic, I've become very sensitive to energy. Mm-hmm. And and you can tell when someone's anxious, you can tell when they're stressed, you can and yeah. you pick that up and you have yeah. such amazing, beautiful energy. Honestly, I'm just like, wow. Thank you. Like, Thank like you. I can tell you're the best at reassuring <laughs> someone or just helping someone, especially in a moment of distress. Like you're that angel that goes into someone's life and just like helps them see like clearer or whatever they may feel. Like be like, no, this is the way out, this is the light. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being you and for and for taking a leap and for leaving the corporate world and now doing what you're doing because you're literally changing lives in every interaction in anything you may do you don't know like where where it could go right because Mm -hmm. today we're connecting now this would be launched it goes worldwide we never know who who would who would need to hear that message or who needs to say man I was looking for help I was looking for guidance and this is where we are so I just wanted to say a great big massive thank you and Thank you for being on Gentle Touch. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Um, I love your energy and just a little bit of guidance for you. So if you're like, I don't know how to get my Reiki discipline in the morning before you get out of bed, before you do anything where you're laying there, just put your hands in gasso and just go from the very top of your head to the very tips of your toes, like a a brush, like a bottle brush, right? All the way from the top and just think yourself like pulling the, new energy in and having the old energy move out through the bottom of your feet and then reverse it and then every night before you go to sleep again those hands and gasso and a deep breath in and just thank you know the reiki energy the divine god buddha consciousness whatever it is for you thank you so much for giving me this blessed day and that's how you start that discipline for reiki and then it'll just build from there it's like pushing like a little snowball down a hill right that's that's the first push Oh, that's powerful. Thank you so much, Wendy. I'm going to take that with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.